irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Good morning, welcome to Tuesday, January 6th. In case you didn't know, this is a new year. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta open your eyes, yeah. I mean, you know, you can't live in the past, folks. So, uh, (laughs) no more holidays. I'm finding it a little hard taking off in the new year. Uh, Getting used to getting back to the... To the grind, you know. Yeah, I didn't even realize that today was the sixth because I don't know, it just didn't add up. But like, I know that yesterday we said yesterday was the fifth. Right. Didn't occur to me that rent was due. I just texted oh, my uh, landlord. Yeah. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I have no idea what day it is. <laughs> I apologize for me not having a calendar." Yeah, I know. I don't blame you. I'm sure it happened to a lot of people. Landlords were not happy. No. I'm sure in the past week. Yeah, no, like yesterday in my brain, it was like the first, because I was like, it's the first work day of the year, so I still have time to pay rent. It just, I forgot that it's not (laughs) that way. Whoops. Oh, well, what are you going to do? I still have holiday brain. Yeah, I know. And we're going to have to get used to writing 2015. uh, True. When I write my check for rent, I have to write 15. Right. I'm kind of, I, I like the number 15. For some reason, it really resonates with me oh really yeah so maybe that's your lucky number maybe yeah i like it better than 14 yeah huh yeah okay well let's see one and five is six what does that mean in numerology i have no idea i don't either yeah (laughs) (laughs) but numerology is fascinating i mean we talked about it yeah and you know it's like you can't argue with math you know no but but you know i mean there's still skepticism about whether it means anything but you know when i was with a numerologist uh, i was dating one for a while and she always did the charts for me and it was like amazing you know it was so accurate so how do you argue with that i don't know i don't know either i i would really like to see a numerologist actually i was having a conversation yesterday with one of my friends and we were talking about how people can be induced and like have c-sections and you select the day your baby's going to be born essentially so how does that play out with like horoscopes and numerology, you've literally picked the day your child's going to be born. Right, but maybe that's your destiny to be born on that day. So, so your soul picked a mother that's going to decide on maybe. that day. Maybe I like something. that. Okay, I can go with that. Yeah. All right. That's usually the explanation. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> I, I have enough faith in that that answers my question. Yeah, that's the thing. The same with. Uh, you know, with choosing a family where you're going to have certain challenges in your life and so forth, you know. Right. So if you believe in reincarnation and everything, then this is part of the game. Okay. It's part of everything. You that know, does because, answer it sufficiently yeah. for me. Yeah. Because you have to get a situation where you're going to be able to correct your soul and learn the lessons that you're supposed to learn. Right. So, you know, so if you have like an abusive father or something, well, maybe that created a lesson for you and for the father too mm-hmm. you know so interesting yeah i know it's like sometimes you wonder you know maybe uh the person you wa- you're bumping to into the, uh bumping into on the street could have been your mother or something in a previous life or something that's so cool yeah so that's why they say you gotta treat everybody nicely because you never know <laughs> true <laughs> you don't want karmic debt yeah 
But, you know, I mean, the thing is, I don't know how not to treat people nicely. You know, I mean, I, I grew up with values and a good family and everything. And, I, you know, I mean, I respect people. I respect myself. Uh, so I'm always on time. I give people uh, always the benefit of a doubt, a way out, things like that, you know. I do that, too, for the most part. There was an incident recently where I was at Crate and Barrel, and I was there to pick up an order for my best friend's surprise birthday. Her boyfriend and I were conspiring. Oh. And so I needed to do this errand very quickly. Went into Crate and Barrel to pick up the order. It wasn't ready. No one knew what they were doing. It was a disaster zone. Then they didn't find the receipt. They couldn't print the receipt. Oh they didn't know God. how to print the receipt. So I became an ugly person. Right. And I'm not usually like that. I'm usually very understanding. But it just seemed like... They didn't care. Yeah. And they didn't know what they were doing. And no store was consistent with other stores because the store I went to the day before, the Crate and Barrel in Beverly Hills versus the one in the Grove, knew what they were doing apparently versus the store. It was just very frustrating. Wow, yeah. And well, I, I don't blame annoyed. you. You know what I mean? There are situations where you get like that. Yeah. They drive you crazy. Yeah, and I wasn't screaming, but I did tell them that it was the world's worst customer service experience I had ever had in a Crate and Barrel. Good for you. Thanks, but I, I know some people that actually shout and yell. Well, I wasn't proud of my behavior even still. I tried to keep it together and didn't make a scene, but yeah. like was visibly frustrated. Yeah. I know. I know. That happens. You know, sometimes, you know, even in a restaurant, sometimes I just won't send back the food if it's cold or something because I don't want to start something. But then you think about it and you go, I'm paying good money for this. You know, you're also doing a right. disservice to them. They should know that they made a mistake so right. they don't do it again. Exactly. You know, and plus you, you deserve what you order. Right. You know, not cold food. So and it should create a, a, uh, a confrontation. But sometimes they just give you an attitude, you know. Right, because they don't want to deal. Well, that's yeah. my biggest issue right. with customer service people because that is your industry. That is your one job. Like, Yeah, I that's all you're supposed to do. Right. Yeah. You actually get paid to do a good job in customer service, right. whereas the rest of the world may not have that expertise or may not be paid to do that or that's just not their first priority. Right. But the people that that is, please just do a good job. Yeah, that's all you're. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. I mean, they represent the store. Right. I get really frustrated about that. Yeah. It's also very easy to do a good job. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if you want to. Right. But many people, you know, and that's the thing, though. I mean, when you work in retail, it's hard to work with people. It's hard to work with customers, and in some jobs, especially, just think about it. Especially customer service, they get a lot of complaints and stuff, you know. Right. So, but that's the thing. If you can't handle it, don't take that job. Exactly. And also, if you're going to work in customer service, you're supposed to be an ambassador of the brand or the company. So. It can't just be a job you check in and check out. Right. It has to be something you actually are passionate about or will become passionate about because your job is customer service. Right. Exactly. You know, and and then you go to a manager or a supervisor and sometimes they don't know anything. Oh, it's the most infuriating thing in the world. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, you know, what are you going to do? And, and, you know, especially after the holidays, people take things back and right. stuff. You don't want to get an attitude from someone. No. You know. And, you know, I remember when I was young, you know, in Israel, most of the businesses were small. You know, it was the owner that was running it. So if you wanted to take something back, they'd argue with you. You know, they wouldn't always take it back. Oh, wow. Yeah, it wasn't always like this. 
You mean you it know? wasn't like Nordstrom where you could literally bring every single thing back? Exactly. Or Costco, is. yeah. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. Receipt, no receipt. Bought it a year ago. They right. don't care. They take well, it. Well, I'll keep shopping at those stores because I know that I'm insured, basically. Right, exactly. They take the risk away from you. Yeah, it's great. And that's why this money-back guarantee uh, or you know refunds and things like this, that's why they have to work because otherwise people are not going to shop there. They'll go somewhere where they yep. do have it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's like, I mean, when they started introducing that, that was like an industry-changing thing, you know, because once one store starts, everybody has to. Because right. otherwise customers are going to go to the one that provides that yep. lower risk. Because why should you take a risk when you buy something? Exactly. You know? And when I don't have to, yeah. If I didn't know I didn't have to, it wouldn't be an issue. Exactly, because you wouldn't spend the money. So that's why they do this. They figure, okay, well, go ahead, spend the money, and then if you don't like it, bring it back. Right. You know. So, but at least they made the sale, which they have a, big, a good chance of you keeping it. Right. So that's also why a they lot do of people it. don't want to do the errand of going back again. So they right. Keep something. Exactly. I'm like that. Sometimes it's just, is this worth going back for? Probably not. Right. I've actually had orders on Amazon that I've made that I wanted to return and they actually just refunded me my money and said keep the product because they didn't want to deal with the return really yeah wow like a tupperware some random thing i ordered they're like just keep it yeah huh? i was like okay thank you for my big tupperware yeah <laughs> didn't want it because it was too big but now if it's free i definitely want it <laughs> yeah and that's the thing you know i mean for amazon uh you can you can send back almost anything yeah and you know you just have to wrap it back up and send it you know yep so, yeah, I love uh, I love Amazon. I buy almost everything there, and I suspect that many people do. Oh, yeah, And that's everything. why our retail stores are going, <laughs> going to shit, man. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> wow. I'm a supporter of Amazon. I always will be. Yeah, huh? I mean, they make it so easy, you know? So and, easy. And, you know, you have the two-day uh, free shipping when you have Prime. And, and I do. And even then, sometimes they give it to you in one day. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. Oh, no. Things will show up very quickly. I order. I got my cell phone on, what was it, Thursday or, no, Friday of this week, and I ordered my phone case, and it showed up the next day from Amazon. Wow. Yeah, because I didn't want to have my phone uncovered, and I knew right. Amazon would provide it quickly. Yeah, true. You see? So now there's no incentive to go to a store. No. Wow. Sorry, yeah, we're Yeah, we're responsible. I mean, it's our fault, you know, because we chose... To go the way of the cheapest and the most convenient, and we're hurting our retail industry. Sorry. You know, I mean, you drive on the street and you see all these stores closing down and everything. Yeah. Know? It's pretty uh, pretty depressing. But uh, but the world has changed. You know, we have to adapt. We don't have a choice. That's true. And also, though, if companies can become like, you know, work from home companies or, you know, wherever it is that they're working from. It will take traffic off the streets. That's true. But, I mean, would you want to be in a situation where there's no malls, there's no stores, nobody goes out? I mean, I'm okay with it. Yeah? Because I don't like going to those places. Wow. Yeah. I just like knowing there are stores out there. I mean, I rarely go to the mall. I like that, you know, if you need something that day, you can go. Right. Or things that you have to try on, you know. I mean, I wouldn't buy clothes right. without trying them on first or shoes. Right, you had said that. I'm fine with right. that. Right, yeah. Huh? My sizes are pretty consistent. You just send it back, yeah. You see, that's the thing. I mean, with size, it's like 
I think every brand of shoes is different. Uh, clothes also. It's like, you know, a, a medium or a large is not necessarily the same in another brand. Right, which is why I like reading all the reviews and the ratings. And right. I like reading, like, everything on Amazon, for instance, has, you know, people's reviews. So I'll buy the things right. with the best reviews and I'll read what people say. So if it's like, if it fits too large or it's, like... Um, smaller than normal whatever then right. i would order somebody would up. would uh would say it huh mm-hmm. yeah that's true sometimes they know better than the people working in the store yeah i know now would uh did you ever have to uh send it back because it didn't fit mm, i'm sure at some point i've sent something back like clothing wise but yeah for the most part my sizes are pretty consistent wow that's yeah. pretty cool Yeah, so then you can just shop by size. So easy. Yeah. But also, it's not just size, but the way it looks on you, you know? I mean, yeah. the pictures, even on the rack, it doesn't look the same as when you put it on. Right. You can't tell what it's going to look like. That's true. So, you know, I mean, so I think for things like this, it's local is always going to work. You know, food, right. clothes, things like that. But things that are commodities that you can get anywhere, uh Yeah, why would you get them, you know? You go in the mall and they have those carts there and they sell you a, an iPhone case for like 20, 30 bucks where you can get it for two bucks on Amazon. I got mine for 10 and it's really good. Yeah. And I'm sure in the store it's probably 20 or 30. Yeah, at least. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you need know, to get one. It's crazy. No, I know I do. I know I do. If only when I give my phone to people to take pictures Right. And they might drop it. Because I don't drop the phone. But then again, the new iPhone is so slippery. It's huh? so slippery. Yeah. Which is why I needed one. Because it like was going to slide right out of my hand at one point. Really? Yeah. Wow. So. Let me see the case you have. It's clear. Oh, yeah. The clear. Everybody's getting that one. It's And it's cool because it still looks yeah, like the Yeah, it looks iPhone. nice. Yeah. And, I mean, I got the gold one. So I can still see the gold through it. Right. It was $9.99 on Amazon. And the brand is Omaker. O-M-A-K-E-R. Okay. Yeah. Looks good. Thanks. Yeah, I need to get one too. So, uh, yeah, well, talking about iPhones, I guess Apple is um, has pa patented uh, flexible iPhone and smart glasses. Yeah. So you've heard about the flexible phones? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought about when my mom bought her phone. I was like, isn't that the one that breaks or is flexible? Well, that's the thing is that it, it was bending, but not by design. Right. So now Apple is wants to and this is not a new idea i mean i've read about this some time ago yeah i think samsung was promising yeah, samsung to come up with a foldy and, phone right exactly so this is cool because they're going to make everything flexible like yeah. the screen and the circuits and everything in there so that's pretty cool i mean who would have thought you know and i mean but why would you need flexible i guess it's just so it won't break right right when you put it in your pocket yeah or i think they had flexible pens at one point that was like a thing yeah I don't know why you would want a flexible pen that like bends and stuff, yeah. but a phone or like electronics, just to know that there's an added layer of protection. Like if it bends, it won't break. Right. Yeah. You know? I know. But then they can't make a glass screen. I mean, what are they going to use? Some kind of new material or something. Yeah. Which is great because then it won't shatter. Yeah. So, but the glass makes it look so classy, you know? I'm sure they'll come up right? with something that looks similar. And also... Why is it just happening now? Yeah. This is not a thought. Yeah. Let's make a phone that's protected against falling. Right. So people don't have to buy these silly cases. Right. No, it's true. Well, actually, about the falling part, in the same article, it says that uh, they're... Um, 
they're making like a they're trying to make it so it'll like pivot in the air when yeah. it falls I mean that's pretty cool you yeah. know so it'll probably like turn a certain way where it's not gonna break can't wait for however that works yeah I know I mean that's why you see that's why Apple is doing so well because they stay on top of it yeah you know, they keep renovating things would you get the glasses that they're talking about um you know, I don't know. I have to see them and see, you know. I mean, I'm still on the fence with the phone that's come. I mean, with the watch that's upcoming yeah. soon. And I don't know whether I'm going to need it or not. You know, it'll probably be cool to have. I don't know why anyone needs it. My dad has the, like, Samsung one that matches the Samsung Note or something like that, whatever those things are. I don't know why you need the watch if you have right. the phone. Like, I exactly. wouldn't want to take a call on my wrist. Right. And not only that, but, you know, I mean, what's the big deal of pulling your phone out? You know, I mean, we've right. become so lazy that we won't even make the gesture to pull our phone out well, or pick it up off the table. Right. And also, like, we're not Inspector Gadget. Like, this is like a weird thing that people are now doing on their wrist. Yeah. And your conversation is also now heard by other people around you. Right. So... And it's a smaller screen. So we're like getting bigger screens and smaller screens. Right. I don't understand why people would want the, the wrist thing. Yeah. Probably only like for health things, you know, like all those apps that measure your heartbeat and, and steps and things like that. You know, maybe that's what they'll use them for. Maybe. But there's already gadgets to do that. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. But I think just uh, different faces of the uh, of the watch that you can have, you know, like... Because it's digital, so you can yeah. m- make the face look any way you want. And that looks pretty cool. You know, I mean, if it makes like a good looking watch, maybe worth it. Who knows? Maybe. And it won't be that expensive, probably a couple hundred bucks at most. Probably. I mean, yeah. who even wears watches these days? Yeah. Well, I do. Right. I feel like men yeah. do because that's just like. It's easier your than jewelry. pulling out your phone. Yeah, too, true. Right. That's my only jewelry. I use my phone as my watch. Right. So yeah, but you have? Do you have your phone out all the time, or is it like inside a purse? Or um, what? it's inside a purse for the most part. Or if I need to see things on it, like the time or the date or whatever I'm doing on my phone. Okay, I, so it's just out, out. Yeah. right? Yeah, you see, for me, it's like a whole thing to pull out the 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 phone just to see the watch. Besides, I'm so used to having a watch. Yeah, that I feel naked when I don't have it. Right, you know. And I love watches. I love watches. I I have a few of them, and I always like to look for new ones and stuff. You mm. know? They're interesting and they're that's cool. your accessory. Yeah, I guess. I guess <laughs> no rings or, or chains for me. Right, we have purses and jewelry. So yeah, <laughs> don't need a watch. I know you guys have everything, man, <laughs> to look good. You know, we have nothing. It's okay. I'd rather that. I'd rather like simplicity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was born the wrong sex. I should have been a man. But apparently, (laughs) according to my psychic and my healer, I was a man in all of my past lives. And so now it's time to be a woman in my female energy. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah. So. Hmm. How many psychics said said that? Like a few? Because you said psychics, right? Yeah, I think like two have said that. And then the healer also said that. Oh, really? She told me that I was a man in my past lives and I was the person that spoke for the community and that I don't need to save people anymore. Oh, okay, I can actually cool. for, like worry about myself for a change. That's true. I was like, oh, that actually makes sense. Yeah. And actually be treated with respect and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, well, we'll accept that. Here I am speaking, and like my career is to speak, of course. And she's like, you don't have to speak for the community anymore. I'm like, um, can I keep the hosting job? <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, I don't have to save the town, but, like, I still like to talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Did you see this? I wanted to talk about this the other day, but now they have a picture of it. I guess Hasbro, the game company, makes Play-Doh. Yeah. And they made an extruder, which is, I guess, is a, is a little instrument to push the Play-Doh out and create shapes and stuff. Well, it looks phallic. And, and many parents have complained that it looks like a penis. So, um, so the company decided to pull it and come out with a different design. And the question is, how did nobody think about this? I mean, it looks like a sex toy. Uh, you know, it also has like a ribbed, I mean, exterior to it. So it totally looks like a sex toy. That's so funny. You know? I mean, I yeah. feel like that's like the same as when the Disney movies have like the dirty words in it. Or yeah. Like, you have to find those things. Like someone somewhere knows this is happening yeah. and thinks it's a funny thing and it still lets it happen. Right. But, you know, but at a company like this, I mean, that's a pretty big company, you know. Right. At a certain point, somebody had to notice or think. Because how is it that so many consumers are noticing? Right. This, you know. I don't wow. Know. I don't know. It's very funny. <laughs> You know what, though? If that's news right now, good. Because we can have something funny in the news for a change. Yeah, huh? Yeah. I know. But I don't know if it's funny or sad, you know, because some people make a big deal out of everything, you know. I mean, a little kid would not even understand what this is or the shape or anything, you know. The the ones that the the Play-Doh is made for. But uh, I don't know. I got to tell you, it does look like something more than a toy. Yeah. <laughs> or, or a child's toy, anyway. It looks like an adult toy. <laughs> Are they giving a refund to everybody? I don't know. Oh, Play-Doh. Look at this. I mean... I used to love Play-Doh. Yeah? Yeah. I know. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Like, I'm sad that, like, when you grow up, you don't get toys. Like, yeah. there should be... Like, we get games. There are, like, games for adults. And, like, you know, people now play, like, Apples to Apples, Cards Against Humanity, um, Taboo, things like that. We have, like, card games and things of that nature. But we don't have, like, Play-Doh. Like, right. We have to go to Color Me Mine or something if we want to actually make pottery. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I want to play with Play-Doh. So you want Play-Doh for adults? Yeah, why not? Okay. Well, it's called clay, no? Yes, but, I mean, that doesn't sound as fun. I know. That sounds, like, serious. Like, now I make pottery as a thing. Then buy some Play-Doh and play with it. I think I will. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, why not? I remember I used to like the way it smelled. Yeah. Right? It was weird, but it yeah, smelled, it was like, kind of good. But, yeah, as a kid, you like stinky stuff. Yeah. Like animals. <laughs> I still like animals. Yeah, no, I mean, I like animals, but they like stinky stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, look at the dogs. They're drawn to everything stinky and gross. Yeah. You know? They stick their noses and all that stuff. I mean, oh, and then people so just cute. kiss them. I know, but oh, come on, you know? I love them. I love dogs, but I don't know that I could live with them. Oh, they're such great beings. Yeah, I know. So you still want one, right? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. But I want to get one when I have somebody to share the responsibility with. Like, right. if I'm living with somebody. Yeah, it's like, who wants to to constantly chase after them? And Well, I don't mind that. I, no. I mean, that's fun. But I don't want to, you know, change my schedule around. And I, I would assume this is just because I'm in a selfish phase of my life where I'm, like, <laughs> busy running around doing, like, you know, different jobs that I have. Or going to the gym or going out for long periods of time at night. Like... I don't right. want to have to worry about going home to feed the dog. Yeah, it would tie you or down. Or take the dog out. Definitely. Or you can't travel. And, or, 
I mean, you right. can because you can have somebody take care of it or put it in a, you know, yeah, like one of those dog places, like pet. Yeah, pet motels yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But right now, I just can't. Can't do it. No, because yeah. I, I don't have a schedule that permits. Did you grow up with a dog? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So you, you I mean, yeah. you're used to having a dog. Right? I had dogs, cats, a bird. We had a blue and gold macaw. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. My whole life. So, and now, like, my cousin has a dog. My best friend has a dog. My other best friend has cats. Like, everybody's got animals around me, so I feel like I still get to play with animals. Yeah, there you go. It's like not having kids, but having other people's kids right, to play exactly. with. Right, <laughs> exactly. So right now I don't have the responsibility, but I get to love them. Yeah. And then I leave. Yeah, exactly. Like grandparents. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of the cat's godmothers, so. Oh, really? Yeah, I have a very wow, nice role. what an honor that is. I know, and the cat gives me gifts for Christmas and uh-huh. my birthday. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, this bring you like dead mice and stuff? No, he brought me a bracelet. Oh, Wow. That's some intelligent freaking cat. I know. He wrote me a card. <laughs> really? Thank you for taking care of me. Wow. I have to feed him today. That's my godmother responsibility. Oh, okay. Because his owner is working. So So you like cats too? I like them all. Yeah. Like Just like my kids. My kids animals. are like that. When we used to live together, I had to, uh, to tolerate the animals. Mm-hmm. And uh, that wasn't fun. <laughs> But what can you do? You know, I mean, the mother goes, buys a dog. And uh, doesn't ask you, what are you going to do? Be the mean father and then send the dog back? No, he can't. So you have to learn to live with that. The same with the cat. So I had to be on allergy medicine the whole time, every day, take Claritin because there were cats around. Yeah. And I discovered I was, like, allergic to them. But didn't you love them? No. Um. No, actually, I didn't. I loved the dog. I mean, the dog and I bonded. Yeah. Actually, two dogs that we've had, chihuahuas. And, yeah, I bonded with them. I mean, I ended up being the one having to take care of them all the time. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that happens? Yeah. You know, I mean, the kids are the ones that want the animal, but they don't care, take care of it. Well, they're kids. Yeah. But what about their mother? She, she, she should have done something. But, Probably. Yeah. Well, that's why we're not together. Anymore. Right. Because she didn't take care of the dog. Exactly. Yeah. That's reason for a divorce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but I uh, I got to see my kids the other day, and that was fun. Uh, my son's visiting from college, and my daughter's here. But uh, you know, I mean, she's busy with her own life and stuff. So. Right. So every time I see them, you know, like at least once a week, uh, I cherish that. You know, it's a lot of fun. That's great. Yeah. And uh, you hear stories and stuff, you know, and they keep you up to date on, on what's going on with the young generation. Yeah. So you can hear all the new slang and, and all the new stuff that they do. Yeah. Um, speaking of the young generation, there are kids dying from a new drug that's out. Yeah, I saw that. What's, what's that? I mean, does it have a name, this drug? Um, it does, but it's like scientific. That's what I was reading when you were like, are you ready for the show? I was like, oh, I'm reading a fascinating article <laughs> about synthetic drugs that are killing kids. Wow. Well, so there, it's kind of like the same effects of LSD. Wow. So they created a drug to mimic those effects. And you only need like... A couple grains of it, like the size of salt. A couple grain. Are you serious? Yeah, and it wow. gets you that high, and you hallucinate and stuff. And so people are putting it in food to like give to kids. And um, there's a bunch of kids that are dying in North Dakota. Wow. And it's all connected. They figured it out to this one company called like Motion Industries, and this guy 
actually got like office space, much like what we look like where we are, and was running a business out of it. And he did everything legally. Really? Yeah, he incorporated. He filed with like yeah know, the business bureau, and he didn't think that the drug would kill people. So now he actually like admitted to the three claims against him, and and he's complying with the government. And wow! Like, so he's a deep doo doo. This guy. Seems that way. Wow. So they were actually buying this like from a company. Online. Online. Yeah. Huh? Wow. Yeah. So it's not like off the street or something. Where, no. Wow. Mm-hmm. They were buying it online. And then like the drug dealers would buy, you know, large orders of it and then sell it on the streets. Yeah. Wow. See, that's the thing, man. Synthetic drugs. And it's not just this. I mean, even cocaine and, and heroin, all that stuff is synthetic stuff. Right. That'll kill you, you know? Well, and they're it's mixing not- this with all those. So yeah. Those are now even worse than yeah. they were originally because they're getting mixed in with this. Yeah. So, I, I mean, know. that's why and, you can't take anything. And it always makes you sick. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You know, even with alcohol, you do a little too much and you get sick, you know? Right. So I recommend marijuana to everybody. You don't get sick and you don't die from it. Well, some people are mixing this with marijuana. Really? Well, yeah. okay. So they're giving it a bad name now. Yeah. But uh, it's funny because I read, uh, I'm reading a book on marijuana. And so they're covering about the uh, uh, how in the 30s they outlawed it and they made it seem like uh, they demonized it, you know. Mm-hmm. So they would like find somebody who like committed the crime, and uh, and he happened to be a marijuana smoker. And they say, you see, it makes you, it makes you mad, it makes you violent, it makes you like kill people, mm-hmm. and things like that. So uh, you know, and and they scared people to death with this stuff, you know. So. I mean, there's still like posters and things of all the and movies that would demonize marijuana and uh, so funny. It puts me right to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess with some people, it's like that. I'm like harmless. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> because it affects people differently, you right. know. But it doesn't make people violent. That's one thing that yeah. it doesn't do. You know, I mean, people are mellow. You get creative. You know, I mean, a lot of famous creative people have created. A lot of this stuff when they were high. Mm-hmm. What's this book called? Uh, Marijuana for Everybody. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, like drinks for everybody. Right. Um, well, one of my resolutions is to read more because of, you know, you right. and Ty talking about all this reading you guys do and whatever. So did you pick out a book yet? Yeah, so I'm reading The Last Lecture. Last Lecture. Tell me about it. I never heard of it. It's a professor who was uh, given basically a life sentence because he knew he was going to die from pancreatic cancer in the next like three to six months. So he wanted to give a last lecture to his students and leave it as like his mark on, you know, them and his life and for his little children to see um, what their dad was like because it would be filmed. Right. And so... uh, he did this last lecture on his life and like what his childhood dreams were and how they played out in his real life and the lessons he learned from each of those. Uh huh. And he's a real positive guy, like had a great life. I um, died though, you know, very young at like 47. Wow. And the book is very fascinating. It's a very so it's easy a... read. It's funny. It's quick. It's like 200 pages. I'm already 40 pages in. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. You see, I admire that. You know, I mean, you, you consciously decided to get into reading because it teaches you so much, you know. I yeah. mean, there's no better way to learn than to read. Right. Otherwise, you know, if you don't, then you have to go to school. And when you go to school, it's more like a formal environment. And sometimes you learn things you don't want to learn. Right. So it becomes boring. But with books, 
can't beat it. Well, also, so, you know how, I mean, people are educated to a certain point, you know, when you go to school. Right. And it, once you're, once you leave school, things become dated or you know what you know from that period of time, but then you're not, you know, still studying what happened to the psychology you learned in school. Right. Or computer sciences or whatever it is. So unless you actively do it, you actually become uneducated. Yeah. Because the world goes on and you only know what you know. Yeah, and you're stuck in school, right. Or no, you're stuck. Or like back, way right. back when. Exactly. So like, yeah. for instance, I, I started doing this um, app called Elevate and it tests, you know, your reading, your memory, your speaking abilities, all of these different um, facets of your brain. Right. And it tells you what level you're at currently. Really? Yeah. And, and I mean, people use luminosity and like other ones like that. And thank God for our smartphones. Some things on there can make us smarter. Yeah. So I'm starting to play that game Elevate now. That was one of my resolutions too, to like keep my brain functioning properly or you know, excelling. Right. And my reading was terrible. <laughs> really? Oh my, I don't retain anything. Because it would like give you a whole paragraph and then it asks you a question about what you learned. And I'm like, I don't remember that. Right. But it was probably boring stuff, the paragraph? Or was no, it interesting No, it was interesting. Well, it was interesting? At this point now, everything's interesting. Right. If it, to, to me, things that are not fiction are interesting. Right. By nature, just because I want to know stuff. Yeah. So... I'm like making a really, you know, proactive choice to be better at reading. Yeah. And this Elevate well, maybe, game, I highly recommend it. Yeah, it sounds good. Now, that's the thing with uh, with uh, reading. I think you need to practice a little bit. Yeah. And then it becomes natural to you. You know, I just, I've been doing it all my life. So it was always something that uh, I didn't have to make an effort at. But uh, I have tried uh, speed reading before. And... It's true when they say when you speed read, you actually can retain more, but I don't enjoy speed reading. I don't enjoy what I'm reading. It's It becomes like a chore to keep up with the speed and everything. Yeah. You just want to sit back and relax and, and read it at your own pace. Right. I'm baby steps yeah. for me. I'm, yeah. you know, just starting to read again. So yeah. <laughs> speed reading is somewhere in the distant future. Maybe that will happen by way of nature and like becoming better at reading. I'll just get faster. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like Ty yeah. said, I mean, what is it? He read what a book a day or yeah, something. Yeah. Like that? That's I mean, crazy. There's a day or an hour. I don't know what he said. I don't Even remember. in a day. That's how do you find time? That's you know, what I'm I mean, saying. You need a few hours for that. But he probably spends an hour. I don't know how he does that. I don't either. I I'm proud of my 40 pages I read in two days. Yeah, there you go. And you know. I will say this. I turned off the notifications on my phone mm -hmm. so that I'm not notified every time somebody on Facebook likes a picture or writes me or that Instagram or Twitter or every app on my phone isn't alerting me constantly. Right. So now I can use my phone to read on. Right. Because it's not distracting me. Yeah. And... So now I've been reading on my phone. Really? Yeah, because oh, wow. I, I feel like it's already here in my hand, and it's it's convenient, and right. the screen is big enough. So I read 40 pages on my phone, and it was real quick and right before bed, and then I put it down and went to sleep. Wow. So how did you decide to pick that book? A friend recommended it. I always oh, okay. read what people recommend. Really? Because oh, wow. if they found it helpful and, and they're similar to me or have similar beliefs or interests, then I you know want to read what they read. Right. Will you go to a bookstore and pick out a book? No. No. Because I'll buy it from Amazon. Okay. And then it'll be on my Kindle, which is on my phone. So you, But you would browse Amazon for a book or something? I don't know that I would browse so much as be recommended a book and right. buy and it. Right, and just buy it. Right. Okay. But uh, yeah. maybe. Because I spend a lot of time looking for books, you know. 
Well, then you might have to yeah. recommend some. Um, yeah. And also, Ty has his whole website that he recommends all those books. Yeah. And on Pinterest, I looked up, you know, books to read in 2015 and best books for certain genres or whatever it is you want. Yeah. Yeah, but that's certain people's opinions, you know. I mean, you definitely want to uh, check it out before you buy it. Right. But now if you have – so you got the uh, the the book in a digital form. Do you have like – do you use Amazon Kindle or what? Yeah, I have okay. uh, Kindle. Um, I have my – I mean, my Kindle is on everything. I have an actual Kindle. I have it, the right. app on my iPad, and I have it on my phone. Right. So okay, that so. book is essentially in three different places. Right. I know. I I have a Kindle too, although I, I do prefer physical books. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you just want to, you know, especially when it's dark and I read, then it just, you know, the, the Kindle Fire is like, it's like a computer tablet. Right. So, I mean, yeah. at this point, I have so you many electronics, and I don't even know which I know. one to choose. I know. So, yeah, I mean, but you know what you can do is uh, if there's a book you like, you can just download a sample of yeah. it, right, on, uh-huh. on the Kindle, and then see, that's what I do. And then if I like it, I'll just get the book. That's you know, great. Even in print form, but I'll uh, preview it on the, on the Kindle first. Yeah. And that's cool, you know. And another thing is that since the Kindle is so much cheaper to produce for, there's a lot of books that people release that are not in print. Right. They're I mean, Amazon itself will publish books now. Yeah. So you can just write a book, publish it through Amazon. They oh, take through a Amazon, cut, right. And you take a cut, and then it's digital. Right. And they'll print it and send it to someone if they really wanted it. Like you can order it that oh, way. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. But it's that's like, like those independent publishers that will print a book as you order it. Yeah, those self-publishing type of place. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that sounds cool. But like for example, if you and I wrote a book, we wouldn't have to go and print it and bind it and all that stuff. You just make it a Kindle book. Yeah, and it's out there. So there's a lot more books. By there are smaller books you probably right. wouldn't buy it at the store, mm-hmm. but for a couple bucks, you know, and it's like on something interesting. Yeah, you could write a hundred-page you know. book and publish it on Amazon. And yeah, it's done. yeah, exactly. Um, I actually do like the hard books, like hardcover books or paperback books, uh-huh. for the sake of passing them on. Like that true. That's when true. my mom was here, I gave her like the Four Agreements, Mastery of Love, a couple of those Don Miguel de Ruiz books, and. Now she's reading them in Miami. And my dad's reading one, too. So cool. handing them off, I think, is something because it's like, yeah. you know, you appreciated it. So you're giving it to somebody to read. Right. Versus telling them to go buy it themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, plus, you know, I mean, you put it on the shelf and you have sort of like memories of everything you read. Yeah. You know, I mean, here in the office, I have like so many books. And then at home, I have just as many. Yeah. And on, on bookshelves. And I realized that the books I read on the Kindle, it's like they're gone. You know, I mean. Right. There's no physical anything. So that's why sometimes, you know, maybe I'll read like fiction on, on the Kindle or something. Or occasionally I'll get a nonfiction book. Uh, and the Kindle, but for the most part, I get them in print for the same reason that you mentioned. You yeah. Know, you can pass them on, you can see them, you can display them, you can go back to them. So, yeah, you know, I mean, the di- digital world is, is, um, it's kind of obscure, you know, everything's out there somewhere. Yeah. You know, you know what I will say though, uh, the best thing to have digitally is a cookbook. Because then you could bring it with you to the grocery store. That's true, huh? Yeah, and then you don't lose them, and you can have them all in one place. Right. And they don't clutter your kitchen, and I think that's really helpful. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I have an app that, uh, I mean, it's 10 bucks a month. It's called Next Issue. And you can get almost every magazine out there yeah. in digital form. And uh, I find that it's pretty cool, you know, because I don't have time to really read that many magazines because I got the books. I got a newspaper that I read and all that. Yeah. So, uh, so I don't really have time for magazines anymore. And so I was getting all these like subscriptions and the the magazines were just piling up there and I wasn't reading them. So here it's like you can just jump from one to the other. Uh, some magazines don't even appear in print anymore. Yeah. That's sad. But, you know, I mean, I, again, I like to hold something, you know. Magazines are actually the one thing I like in print. Yeah. I love magazines. Yeah, me too. Because I also like to like dog ear the pages or rip things out or, um, you know, when uh, we make our vision board for 2015, yeah. having actual things to like cut out and put on something. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and and uh, and plus it's it's nice memory. Like I, I got on this kick a few months ago and I ordered old computer magazines from eBay and I filled my whole like bookcase with them and stuff. But it's fun to read. I mean, it, it's like from 30 years ago. And I remember when computers were getting started and all that. And, uh, you know, and it reminds me of how things used to be. And it was so different. You know, we were so innocent and everything. <laughs> you know, there was no Internet. There were computers, but no Internet. I don't know what that was like. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. I remember when AOL came out and it was like the dial up and it would be like. Right. You know, you'd see the little yellow guy running across the screen in the three steps. And sometimes it wouldn't even get to the third step. It would fail in the second step or something. You're like, just connect. Please, I need to know what mail I have. Yeah. It's so important. And then they made that movie, You've Got Mail, because of that. Yeah. That's I so know. funny. I mean, to think, like, our lives changed once we knew we had mail digitally. Yeah. No, definitely. You know, and all these groups, those chat rooms and everything on AOL, those oh, were yeah. great. You know, and uh, but yeah, that's what that's what existed before the internet is like. They had CompuServe and AOL then came out, mm -hmm. which made it a, a lot easier because the services that were out there before it was only for geeks and stuff that really right. knew what they were doing. But AOL made it easier for people, more accessible. And uh, I remember I liked it. You know, it was pretty cool until the internet came around, and then you realized AOL is just internet with training wheels. You know. Yeah. So, but some people are still on it. I don't know. AOL, yeah. yeah. My parents both have an AOL email address. Really? And I think <laughs> they pay for it. I'm like, you realize that email is free, right? Yeah. Like any provider, <laughs> Gmail, Hotmail, Yahoo, all of them free. Yeah. Mac, you like at me dot com. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, that's the thing is that they they prey on the older people. They don't know right any better, and they're too like resistant to change. So. Right. <laughs> oh well. Well, talking about this, I mean, we're talking about internet and stuff, and they're asking the question here: Is it okay to spy on your kids? Now, uh, one mother says it's not spying. It's it's not it's not spying. It's I call it parenting. Right. Right. And. You know, they're saying 43% of parents say they monitor their kids' smartphone activity. Now, that's that's a smart thing to do, right? I mean... I agree. If I mean, who cares if the kid doesn't like it or not, you know? No, first of all, you have privacy when you earn privacy. Exactly. Like, you, what about these kids that are buying drugs? They're using their phones, I'm sure. Right. 
And I would like to see what they're doing. Yeah. If I, I mean, I probably will be a helicopter parent, at least for the first one. Yeah. Huh? I don't care. <laughs> I have no shame in that. I will monitor your life. Right. That's my one job. If I'm going to bring you into this world, I will damn well protect you. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, you're stuck with all the mess too, you know, of whatever it is they cook up. Yeah. And I'd rather help them along the way. And I yeah. get guiding. Like I'd like to guide in a positive light versus a punitive where it's like after the fact. Right. And yes, people should learn to make their own mistakes and whatnot, but I'd like to like avoid the cata- like the ones that are yeah. cata- like oh my god, the word catastrophic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I I totally hear what you're saying, you know. I mean the thing is is that it depends though. I mean, but then it gets a little more complicated when you get into tweens or teens, you know, I mean, because uh, you know, and that's when they're bound to get into most trouble. Right. And you know, a teen is not going to let you look into their phone. No, but hopefully by then you've instilled in them some good like boundaries and guidelines right. to life where they won't want to be secretive with you. Right. They'll trust you enough to talk right. to you about things. Yeah. All sounds great in, I know. in theory. Right. And yeah. then I have a kid and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this thing. <laughs> Help. Somebody parent it. I know. You know, I mean, because like with my kids, I always felt, look, uh, if they want something... I can get it for them, so why not? You know, I mean, it's not like I can't afford it or something. Yeah. So get it for them. But then I think many parents do the same thing, and it's called parenting by guilt. And you know, the the um, and I I don't think it's a good thing. You know, you don't you shouldn't give your kids everything, even if you can afford it. Right. You know, because then I mean, I can't say my kids are uh, are spoiled. They they never really like. Uh, had fits if they didn't get what they wanted or something like that. You know, they were good kids. Often they didn't even ask for anything. So, you know, so that was easy to parent them. But, I mean, some kids are really hard, you know. Yeah. You know, and and you can tell that a kid comes with their own personality the moment (laughs) they're born, you know. It's not like all nurture. A lot of it is from birth. You know, and you, you can tell by having two kids growing in the same house and they're totally different kids. And we have like a year, one year old in the family, and you can see she's already got like a personality, you know, a, mm-hmm. a temperament, a character, or something, yeah. you know. That's so cool. Yeah, I know. So people come here; they already are, uh, I think, pre-made, right? You know, and then and then they get changed by the environment and everything, which is. Uh, which is good, you know, I mean, which is understandable, but you, the parents can't take blame for everything the kid does. That's true. You My know? parents actually try and claim all the good. Yeah. Still, and I'm like, you realize that I also live, I've lived out of your house for 12 years. So a lot of this has been like my own development. Yeah, my own accomplishments. Right. You know, I sort of figured things out along the way. Yeah. I don't even remember asking for guidance anytime recently. So, but cool. If you want to think that you did that, great. Whatever gets you through it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow, man. Uh I guess Cameron Diaz is getting married? I think she got married. Oh, she just got married? Yeah. Oh, wow. To Benji Madden. Yeah, I never even heard of him. He's a musician, right? Yeah, he's Joel Madden's brother. They're they're in the band, the Madden Brothers. They were in a different band before. I forget what it was called. Good Charlotte. Oh, okay. I remember Good Charlotte. My kids loved that as as teenagers. I don't think I did. (laughs) No, huh? No, it was a little too, like, rock or emo-y for me. Yeah, I know. 
I know. Well, as a teenager, it's different, though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're a really unlikely pair. Yeah. I mean, look at him. He's so full of tattoos and everything. But that's a He looks a look like now. a biker. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what she wants, you know? Look, she's 42 years old. Uh, he's 35. But I guess she's waited a while, and she's always said she's not in a hurry. Yeah. To settle down. But... Uh, I guess at this point, you know, it's not so much about the looks, you know, I guess. And especially for women, you know, I, I don't think they go after looks so much as after the personality, right. you know, how they're treated. And exactly. Yeah. I mean, and uh, Joel Madden is married to Nicole Richie. Oh, really? Yeah. So these okay. guys are getting very attractive girls. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, the rockers always get the, the models and the actresses. They're probably they're more emotional than we would look at them and think yeah, that huh? they are. Yeah. I know. Eventually, everybody needs to settle down, huh? That's true. Every, everybody wants somebody. Do they, though? Isn't it seems Jack, like Isn't it. Jack Nicholson like the perpetual bachelor? Yeah. But then again, about. he doesn't need anybody. He's, he's surrounded by... I'm, I'm sure he can get anybody he wants at any time. Right. So why would, he needs to, why would he need to settle down? Exactly. Leonardo DiCaprio is uh, starting to look more like him every day. Yeah, huh? Yeah, he is. Like, even his eyebrows are starting to, like, point up a little bit more. Oh, really? Yeah. You're saying he's starting to look like him physically? Yeah. Really? And his behavior, uh, but still, yes. Yeah. Wow. I didn't notice that. Check it out. Do a side-by-side. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations to uh, Cameron uh, Diaz, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they got married in a small ceremony in L.A., and... Um, yeah, the couple were set up by Madden's sister-in-law, Nicole Richie. Mm-hmm. So she was actually set up by them. Oh, okay. I uh, like that. Being set up, I think, is the way to go. Two people think? that know your personalities and think you'd be a good match. Right. And you're not strangers, really. You were set up. That's so. true, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll look to be set up more often. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, um, I guess that's it for today. Yeah. Uh, beautiful day, of course. We have summer back here. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like 80. 80? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going and on. And at night I freeze my ass. They still haven't fixed my heater. Oh, no. Yeah. But anyway, thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Jen. See everybody tomorrow. You're listening to Sam in the Morning with Jen. Right here on LA Talk Radio.